comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always, the co-host of the year, back from his trip down to uh, West Texas. Uh, that is the... Uh, I mentioned he's the co-host of the year. Oh, boy, we're in for a long show. Uh, Mike Luther. Hi, Mike. Hopefully it is not a long show Ugh. because you're not feeling good. And so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, 40, 45 minutes, maybe. We may uh, uh, get out of here before that. I don't know. No, that's fine. Texas. Yeah, Texas. Went down to El Paso to see my sister and her family, uh, and it is it was awesome down there. Uh, it's it was the weather was really hot. Obviously, Texas summertime, but it wasn't like outrageously hot. like I don't know how to describe it. Somebody said you know because it wasn't humid, so you didn't mm. you know uh, like there was temperatures like hundred and one, you know, hundred two. Granted, we weren't outside necessarily a lot, but still, even though when I was outside, it wasn't I, it wasn't unbearable, you know. Uh, and she has where she's at, at at Fort Bliss. She has an amazing view of El Paso. Like so, like you can look out and see like the mountains. I don't know what mountains they are, um, but the, like beautiful mountains. Um, we actually went up in them. There's like lookout points where oh, nice. you can look. Like you can see the Mexico border like at, at night because there's like orange lights mm -hmm. and then you can see obviously El Paso was right there and then even a little bit of New Mexico you can see I took some pictures but pictures really don't do it justice right. at all you know uh, let's see went to David Buster's for the first time that was fun wait you've never been to a David Buster's I, I never I've never been to a David Buster's closest one to us well to me is like 40 minutes away you probably a little bit closer not much but, though Um, kind of out there by what used to be Riverport out in like yeah, City, yeah. Maryland Heights yeah yeah, um, but yeah, we went there, went to a Whataburger for the first time as well. What do you think about the old Whataburger? I like it. Have you had In-N-Out? I have not had In-N-Out, so I got to try that one at some point in time. If, you know, How was your first flight in 22 years? Oh, God. Okay, so that would be the only bad thing about. Oh, trip. no. So, okay. By the way, I put on Facebook I was 19 for my last trip, but it was actually I was wrong. I was 23. It would have been 20, when you got out of the military, 22 right? or 23. Yeah. Well, it was not necessarily when I got out. No, I wasn't out yet. I was close to getting out. I got out in 2008 officially. But um, so the first time, first uh, flight I ever went on was fine, except for when we started to descend, I started to get a really bad migraine, like mm. a really bad one. And how bad was it? Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> it, uh, it was very, it was bad enough to where I remembered it. You know, oh. and so we had two flights. This is for for going to Texas. We had two flights going there, two flights coming back. There's it's not there's not a nonstop flight for the one for Southwest. So going there was from like St. Louis to Dallas, I believe. Right. And again, 
as we started, I, I could tell when the plane was starting to be descend before they even said anything because I started getting a, like a little bit of a headache, and then it started getting worse and worse to where like my, I'm like squeezing my head, mm. you know, with the pressure and everything. And I I have uh, my niece sitting next to me because we they had stayed with us, you know, in Illinois, yeah. and I didn't want her worried, so I'm like trying to like just. Just my my face and my hand, hands are covering my face and stuff like that, and it's but it feels and like obviously it's not like a quick descent, right? You're do, descending for like twenty minutes, it feels like, and and it feels longer if you're oh, suffering yeah, yeah. through it, yeah, 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 exactly. It might have been only been ten minutes, who knows? But it honestly, it felt like somebody had taken an ice pick and like just jabbed it in my eye, right? So I'm like, this is horrible. And so, but and I know once I land and it, it pressurizes up, it eventually go it'll go away. It might take some time, and we have like an hour layaway, or to change plans, you know, layover, layover, layover. That's yes, that was where I was thinking of. <laughs> um, and then so, uh, let's see. We, so we land and everything, and you know, I, I take some take some Advil, and then you know, I you know, it clears up or whatever. And uh, so we had to go on another plane. And, and honestly, when we landed, I'm like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? If it was me, I would just drive to El Paso just so I don't have to deal with that again. You know, I would only, I would only say that like it's a very like Texas is a, a very big state. It would take yeah. you like you'd you'd get to El, El Paso, drop off your your niece and, and nephews, and have to turn around, and drive right back. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So so I didn't realize that. And I, I thought to myself, like, oh, it's got to be only like, what, two hour drive from Dallas to El Paso can't be that much. And I looked it up. It was like eight hours. And I'm like, oh, never mind. But, okay, it, but here's the good thing, though. It, it's a so, 10 hour drive, give mm-hmm. or take, you know, uh, from where we are in Illinois down to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't even realize that. Um, but here's the good thing, though. So people were telling me like, okay, you got to stay hydrated, um, you know, all this other stuff. So I, 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 I did drink this like liquid. <laughs> what? I, I just, I, I was curious and I, I, I'm, I want to hear the rest of your story, but I just Googled Belleville, Illinois to El Paso, Texas. Uh-huh. And you would think, okay, well you get to Texas and then you just head West. Right. Right. But instead it has you going like through, through the Ozark Mountains, like basically to uh, through Oklahoma, like forty four. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. West to, through Tulsa, and then like through the top part of Texas, and then into New Mexico, and then south. <laughs> Eighteen hours. Eighteen hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. So people were telling me, okay, you got to stay hydrated and stuff like that. So I did drink this like liquid. I it, it's I call it drip drops, but it's like essentially I think of like liquid I, IV. It's like a, just a flavored uh, drink mix. Drank that. And then I took Advil, and then this on, on the next flight. So the, the flight previous, I was in the aisle. This flight, I was by the window. So I had the oh, and and um, we experienced some turbulence on the second one. I I, I, I didn't even care. I was like fine. So I got just jostled me around a little bit. But that flight, I did not have a migraine at all. So. I said, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the combination of the Advil or that the 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 mix or the uh, or the window seat. But from now on, because the next two the two flights going home, it was fine. Right. So, but I made sure I had I drank plenty of water, 
I made sure I took I took two Advil before uh, the plane ride, and in fact, on the plane ride when it um, started when it started descending, I started feeling just as very very slightly, and I had two uh, migraine. Had, like it's basically just aspirin, really, mm-hmm. just migraine relief, but really it's just aspirin. Uh, but I took two of those. I'm like, I'm not even risking it. I'm took to take two of those. So I, I think I might have found the secret. Did you take two aspirin and then you didn't call me in the morning? Uh well, I tried to, you know. Oh. Um, let's well. see. Oh, oh, so um, so that was the only bad part. Um go back to Whataburger real quick, though. The burgers are good, right? I I I think that. Honestly, like Wally's and Dairy King might might be better. All right, but here's what they had that was so fucking delicious. They had banana pudding shakes. Oh, I didn't know that you were a banana pudding man. I didn't know I was either. But <laughs> oh my god, in Texas, them. yeah, I tried them because my my sister tried. Apparently, it was, that was usually my dad's thing back back in the day. I guess, but yeah, I mean. And in shakes, at least he had good taste. So, <laughs> I I do have to ask you because you were mm-hmm. out in El Paso, yes, uh, in the West Texas town oh, yeah. of El Paso. Um, if you fell in love with a Mexican girl, uh, there were there were probably some uh, beautiful Mexican women down there for sure. Uh, and did, did I meet any? No, I was with my family, so I wasn't going out meeting any. I did realize though, um, being in Texas for me would be a good thing because everything's bigger in Texas. So I look slim <laughs> down there. I'm a fat Illinoisan, but I am a slim Texan. <laughs> Just imagine if you go to Mississippi. Oh man. You'd Whew. be downright svelte. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I, I bring up that particular question. I didn't know if you're familiar with the song El Paso by Marty Robbins. I'm not. I'm familiar with the the town El Paso, but not the song or that singer you said. Uh, so it's an old old country song. Tells the tale of a of the singer, you know, the bard, if you will, who falls in love with uh, uh, this Mexican maiden, um, and there there's a uh, a stranger in town that you know, in like the think more like pioneer days, not like ten years ago. <laughs> but there's a stranger in town, and he's like kind of eyeing. Uh, uh, Felita, I believe is her name, uh, at Rosa's Cantina. And uh, and he challenges him to a duel, shoots him dead, and then he has to run because the law is on him. And he's like, ah, but you know what? He, there's a line, and he says, I, uh, I've i got to get uh, back to uh, Rosa's Cantina. He says, my, uh, my love is stronger than my fear of death. So naturally, on, on the way back, he's, uh, spoiler alert for a song that's, upwards of 60 years old uh shot and killed on the way back dying in felita's arms well all right um, so, that's, fun, fun little really song yeah. fun little song yeah about you know lust and death oh yeah well i'm glad uh that that you uh had a good time mm-hmm. you know flights notwithstanding i do have to ask what did your workout situation end up being when you were down there jack nothing uh, because Yay! they didn't, they didn't, uh, luckily it was only four days and I, I worked sure. out as soon as I came back. Um, of not that it really matters. Did. I, I, this, this whole month has been horrible, not for workouts, but for like diet because the kids were here, the, you know, my, my niece and nephew, yeah, niece and nephews. So this whole month of, uh, well, June really, um, 
coming into July was like pizza and eating out and yeah. ice cream, you know, to where I swear I, I feel like I gained 50 pounds. I probably gained at least at least 10 or 15. So what you're saying is it's like my life, essentially. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you're you're you found somebody already and that person accepted you and said, you know, Greg, I love you. I don't want to spend the rest of my life with you and I want to have kids with you. I, I think she accepted me like 40 pounds ago. <laughs> well, I'm, she's sticking around, so you're good. See, that's the thing. You, you reached the goal. Um, but I did my – so they, they didn't have a gym there. Well, at least I couldn't get on like the, the base gym. You mm-hmm. know, It's just crazy. Um, you should be able to like as a guest or something. I You would think, but no. Nah. Um, and so, That would require but, your sister having to go to the gym. No, no, no. She does. She goes. Oh, like, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. If she's listening to this. Like, I'm, I'm just kidding. Please don't care. No, um, no, no. She goes. In fact, she has a Peloton bike. Right, oh, you could have done that. I did. I did it one day, oh. and you um, fell off. No, no. I only, first of all, I did it one day because, and I was going to do it twice, but I didn't. They didn't have. It wasn't working for like the internet access or whatever. It wasn't working. But the time I did it, my sister had to use her phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot for some reason, and I was like, I'm just going to try this out, and I'm just going to do like a 20 minute one, right? And there's like scenic, like I don't know if you know what Pel- the Peloton is a little bit okay so basically you can there's the videos on there and there's like a, a trainer that you know there's a tv screen there and they'll they'll motivate you or whatever like keep going okay we're gonna do i don't know, like that as much well so i was like i'm gonna do a 20 minute one and there was scenic rides you could do so I'm that's like, what i'd be more interested in that's what i thought too oh um <laughs> i was like oh it's uh, it was la tarifa or something like this something in spain and I'm like, oh, that's could be fun because I thought it was just going to be me driving around, you know, riding around Spain and stuff like that. And I get to see the sights, you know. <laughs> also, this girl's on screen and oh, she's no. talking. She's nice and everything. But it's essentially a 20 minute ride up the mountains. Oh, no. Now, granted, you can just do whatever you want, really. But they they tell you like, OK, put the resistance up to here. Put your cadence to here. So. And so I, I went for I went for the twenty minutes, but man, my legs were tired at the end for sure. For a guy who usually skips leg day, mm, no, <laughs> just kidding. Anybody who's ever been in the uh, Planet Fitness knows that you crush leg day. Uh, I never go to Planet Fitness Club Fitness. I'm sorry, Club Fitness. Yes, uh, no, Nolan goes to Planet Fitness. Well, he's, you know, he's a newbie. He's a newbie to it. He doesn't know. Do. Planet know? Fitness is the one where you're not allowed to grunt or drop weights, right? Yes. Yes. Where everybody's accepted and you're not allowed to actually do a workout. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this got awkward very quickly. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> it's quite, it's quite <laughs> to all put right. That on, to put that on you. Quite all right. Well, you know what I did in the past week? What'd you do? I got a little older. Okay. Same, same. I mean, yeah. but I like had a birthday. Yes. Well, did you do anything to celebrate? Nope, I worked. Yeah, yeah. I, I I realize I don't well, for you I I don't know I I I'd imagine it's slightly different because like like did the kids like get you anything or I mean did the wife get you anything? Uh, I don't know. The card was signed by everybody. Okay. Oh, yeah. And by that I mean Garrett signed everybody or wrote everybody's name on there. Okay. Nice. Uh, and then I got uh they they went to my favorite store and emptied out my pull folder. Oh, okay, perfect. See, which was this Superman? Uh, was it okay? It's Dawn of Dawn of DC Superman. Oh, Dawn issue, of DC. Okay, issue five. I mean, it's, okay. it, it, and and because that was the only thing in my poll folder, right? It was not the best weekend to go to my poll folder. If they'd have gone like 
this weekend there had been four books in there. Right, right. <laughs> but my birthday was this past week, and that and like a twenty dollar gift card to Twilight. So, oh, see, that's awesome. And, and uh, 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 like a Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream pie. There we go. Okay. So, yeah. See. Okay. So you got you got you got some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I realize birthdays from now on are just like days that yeah. you know it just. There's, there's, you know, Mike, do you want me to wine and dine you on your birthday? It's that's quite all right. I, I mean, I won't, I won't wine <laughs> you, but we, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to get together for meals. Meals. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. So we both love food. That's for sure. Where's Nolan this weekend? Uh, he's in, in uh, Kentucky. You want to come over for dinner? Uh, it's a little late right now. I mean, not tonight, but like this weekend. Maybe depends. Oh, actually, tomorrow night I uh, it's it's a UFC. UFC. Yeah. That's why we're recording tonight, yeah. even though I feel and look like hell. Yeah, which is also why this one's just an audio and, and yeah. not on YouTube. Uh, I I, uh, I I I have like an allergy or something going on with my left eye here because it's been like kind of. I think the the word is gooey. Okay. I don't know. It's been like cruddy or something like that, and I've got a little bit of a sore throat. But but uh, uh, I was sitting in my chair. Mm-hmm. with one of the twins and he had brought his big on like 42 I don't know 36 whatever it's a big stuffed Mickey Mouse thing and he put it in my lap and then he was sitting in Mickey Mouse and had like Mickey Mouse like it looked like it was hugging him and he just giggled and I was like all right you know I was done looking at my phone so I put that down there's a movie or something on TV so I just kind of relax relax and relax and relax and relax and relax and put my head on Mickey Mouse <laughs> and then I woke up at like 8.20 and the twins were in bed <laughs> and I didn't know that they were in bed I was like where are the kids and my wife's like uh, they're in bed asleep I said I would have helped like no you were pretty well out <laughs> right she was like how how would you have helped yeah so so I don't know I did when I got home when we got home from picking up all the kids today from daycare and camp and stuff like that I did take one little itty bitty allergy guy. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't. Maybe that's what caused the the sleepiness. Otherwise, it's just that I'm old and this is what I do. I sleep in my chair. Well, uh, well, yeah, the, the sleepiness that that wasn't surprising me. That was that supposed to be like a shock. I I I kind of wish that that my wife would have taken a picture of like me resting on Mickey Mouse because uh, oh. <laughs> I imagine it in my head and it's probably not as funny as, or, or cute. As we like one of the twins snuggling with Mickey yeah. Mouse, we just me like, oh. <laughs> so. Well, hopefully uh, you feel better. Hopefully it's not like pink eye or something. I hope it so doesn't too. look like it is. When I, when I got to my meeting today, everybody's like, "Greg, what's the matter with your eye?" Mm-hmm. Give me that whole like. Uh, I said I'm pretty sure it's just allergies. <laughs> yeah, I did say I'm pretty sure. It's not like <laughs> red or anything, is it? I think pink eye. I think you would know. Cause like pink eyes, I've had pink eye before and it's like, you can't, you can barely open up your eye. Okay. Well then, I mean, I can open it. Yeah. You just said it's just a little crusty. Yeah. It's a little crusty. Yeah. I'm sure people want to know this. This is really taking podcast fodder. Yeah. This just goes out to me and you anyway. So it's fine. We have a few listeners. We don't know who they are. They never comment or interact, but we have a few listeners. Well, you, you can tell, you know, best friend of the show, Josh, that he can listen up to this part. You know, actually, I don't even know if we're spoiling anything. We, so, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. Unless we're going to spoil what I got from the comic shop this week. 
Uh, let, let's hear what you got from the comic shop. Okay, so you know about Superman number five mm-hmm. from Dawn mm-hmm. of DC, uh, and this is Scream of the Silver Banshee. Which, by the way, when I was a wee lad and was getting comics the first time around before I took my comic hiatus, I had a picked up a three pack. It was they were in cellophane uh, wrap, and one of them was Superman versus Silver Banshee. So like I don't know I'm not gonna say that I, like Silver Banshee is oh it's my favorite you know um, uh, Superman villain or anything like that but you know it's nice to be able to come full circle so to speak uh, and then I have uh, Gargoyles number seven oh okay oddly enough enjo- I mean not oddly enough I'm I'm enjoying this uh, story kind of again harkening back to uh, younger days and. We've got Grim, number Ooh, 11. 11's out? Okay, okay. 11's out. I believe it just came out uh, a couple days ago. Okay, so, perfect. So get caught up on that. And new from DC Comics. By the way, Blue Beetle, August 18th. Let's not forget about that. That, um, that doesn't seem... that's Wow. It's like five, six weeks away. Yeah. They haven't done much promo. They've had one trailer for it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, um, and allegedly, one hero is dying in, in maybe not one hero, one character is dying in Blue Beetle. Okay. I saw that. I didn't I didn't read much more into it. But this is on the other side. The cover of this issue is DC's Night Terror's First Blood, number one. Ooh, okay, okay. And this was, I picked up a little teaser on this on a free comic book day. And I feel like you'd really appreciate this. I mean, they've got a lot of, uh, Justice League Dark characters okay. here on the cover, like Dead Man and Zatanna, uh, oh, Old yeah. Sandman from from like the JSA, uh, as well as Harley Quinn and and the Trinity, uh, Sue Bats and Wonder Woman. Um, but yeah, I think this might be a, this might be a lot of fun. And I think previously I've shown you some artwork about like what the Night Terrors um, versions of like Batman and Wonder Woman are supposed to be. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, is that all you, you got? One more. Okay. Okay. Go Very timely and relevant. And I'm pretty sure that I've read this in the past. Uh, and, and it's entirely possible that I bought it at one point and don't know where it is. Secret Evasion. Yeah, That's I know right. you. I know you've gotten that one because I read it from you, I think. Well, it didn't look familiar. <laughs> I most, I, yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, because that even that the cover looked familiar to me. Well, it was sitting there, it looked lonely. So now, granted, I I would not remember what happens in it, but that's why sometimes yeah. it's easier just to buy a new one rather than rummage through yeah. everything else. And you know, when we get duplicates, we can give them away. And you know, so um, yes, very true. Before I talk about what I read on the plane, well, actually read a little bit on the plane and then mainly I read at it when, when I was in Texas. Um, I just got, well, you mentioned Sandman and I just got to say, so I went back and I was going to rewatch Sandman on, on Netflix this year, mm-hmm. you know, and I really like, I liked it the first time around and then I'm, I'm um, watching it again and it's, and it's good, but then it comes with one episode and it made me laugh because, okay, so the episode is when he goes to, to hell, basically. I don't know what's there's another name for it. And he's battling, you know, Lucifer or whatever. Right. You know. Is that towards the end of the season? I, no, I think it's like middle of it, I okay. think. 
I'm not well, maybe maybe it is towards the end. I can't remember to be honest with you. But I remember this this the first time around, I think I I enjoyed it. But the second time around, and this is gonna sound really bad, but okay, so the scene I'm talking about is when it's it's like a verbal uh battle between them, like meaning like he's like, I'm a hawk or whatever, and I, you know, slashing, you know, I'm a I'm a snake, or you know, she I'm a snake slithering or whatever. And I get it, you know, and, and they, they're acting it out. But like, and again, this is going to sound bad. It's, this is going to sound like I'm like a jock making fun of uh, something. And I'm definitely not. But it definitely reminded me of like two theater kids acting out. Because <laughs> it's very dramatic of like, you know, hawk piercing talents. Ah! And I couldn't get, I couldn't get over it. I couldn't, I had to stop it. I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Did, did it take you out of the moment? Yeah. Yeah. It was just so, and by the way, prop, some people probably love that scene and I, I, that's fine, you know, but it was just for me, I was like, okay, I'm not watching this now. So, but anyway, I decided to mention that you mentioned Sandman. I, uh, by the way, the Sandman in, in DC Night Terrors is the, like I said, it's not the Sandman. Right. It's not a uh, dream, but. I, and I also did more reading when I had some time, like we had the holiday. Okay, and I read yeah. uh, more into the uh, Hell, Hellblazer, Hell, John Constantine book. Yeah, yeah. So very good. I like that they're, you know, stories that are compact, two or three, mm-hmm. you know, issues and, and kind of buttoned up and moving on to the next one. So right, it's, exactly. going, it's going quicker than I thought it was. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah I, re- I remember reading that and, and I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, this, this is going quick for me. So, so, um, you would think like I would have brought the books that I had started to read here, there, but instead I brought bought new ones. So I'm still or I'm still working on Sweet Tooth and uh, uh, Strange Adventures. That's fine. But I when I was I brought along um, three books. I brought uh, Flashpoint Beyond, which I finished, and then I started on uh, Thor uh, Saga of Gore the God Butcher and Ghost Rider Unchained. Oh, okay. I don't remember if I finished Ghost Rider Unchained. I don't, I might have, or unless I'm getting close to it. Gore of the God Butcher, I know I didn't finish, but Flashpoint Beyond was really good. And that's one I, I was wanting to check out for a while now. Definitely not a Flash focused story. It's, it's Batman focused for sure. It's all about Batman and all about essentially, well, what's, um, is, is there another name for that version of Batman? The Thomas Wayne Batman. Right. You know? Uh, but you, you would know that looking at the covers, it, oh, it, sure. it wasn't a you know a shock because Batman's you know right on the cover, but it, it does a good job of obviously you know explaining what happens after Flashpoint and you know uh, essentially this is I don't really think a, a spoiler if you read the back of it, but things were like Thomas Wayne's world was supposed to be gone after you know Barry went back. And after the Flashpoint Paradox. After Flashpoint Paradox, yeah. but it's not. He wakes up and he's up. His world's still there. And, you know, he's got to, he's got now he's got to deal with this. And there's, uh, you know, other stuff that happens, but it's really enjoyable. It is. Uh, and, and like I said, he, he's, so I like, you know, it's not, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But, but the, the page or, or, uh, uh, the part of the story where he's trying to recreate the accident that turns Barry Flash into, oh yeah, or, or I'm sorry, Barry Allen into the Flash, and instead Barry Allen like struggles and it's not perfect. He just gets fries. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's you're not gonna fix the problem that way. No. <laughs> no. Um, 
I did a little bit of watching oh, okay. this Which week one? as well. Uh, so I, I don't know if you're aware that Witcher season three is out. Yes. Did you watch the first two seasons? No. Okay. No. All right. Well, I watched the first episode and I'm like, oh, okay. It's, it's still on. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't really know. Um, I don't know if I'd follow it after Henry Cavill's no longer there. Is he? Is he not in the third one? He is. Okay, that's what I thought. It was yeah. uh, the, the fourth. You know, the uh, fourth season he wouldn't be on, right? I saw. I saw a meme. You remember those? Uh, those memes of like Anakin and Padme, and mm-hmm. and uh, he. You know, she says something like that. That's that's the reason why, right? And then no answer. Like, right? You know, a little panic. I saw one that says uh, something about Henry Cavill. Uh, really loved the source material and that's, you know, like the books and that's why he wanted to play Witcher and like, but so I can't remember exactly. I feel bad, but it's along the lines of like, well, he's got other things. The fans are concerned and, and which is why Henry Cavill left the project because they're deviating too far from the source material. Right. Right. So, which, you know, he's, he, I don't know what he's making, on that show, but he can make more doing a movie. <laughs> oh, probably, sure. probably work less. <laughs> yeah. And also he should be at the point where he doesn't really have to work that much. Yeah. I mean, he could probably be very selective. I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I just started today watching also on Netflix muscles and mayhem. Okay. I, I think I've, I've seen the, the ad for it. I, I or at least a picture for it. Are you familiar with what it's about? No. Uh-uh. It's one of those Netflix documentaries. This one is on, the old uh, American Gladiator series that ran 89 to 96. Oh, okay, okay. And it talks about, like, you know, the struggles of getting that first show on, like, the pilot, and then, like, how the pilot was garbage, so they basically had to edit out all the garbage to make, like, a little sizzle reel, and somehow it got picked up, and and then they're like, yeah, this guy's soft. He's not going to make it. Because you know, they're all, like, muscle-bound freaks, yeah. except one guy they were talking uh, So I really loved... Uh, American Gladiators kid, yes, um, and Nitro uh, was one mm. of my favorites. And he's like, he's like, you can tell when when you hit somebody if they start blinking and whatnot, if, if they're up for it. And and they were talking about in the first season, the guy who only made it like halfway through the first season, Malibu, like they can't, he couldn't take the contact. He came, they said, you know, he's a big surfer looking dude. Yeah, uh, he said, you know, in, in his portion, he's like, I never once. Step foot on a surfboard. He came from racquetball. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he had a racquetball background, and no, you know, like a couple of these guys play football, you know, um, uh, in, in like career ending injuries, but they stayed on the, I guess, for lack of a better term, juice and, right, and yeah, found, yeah. found a new career <laughs> in American Gladiator. So, so I'm only like an episode and a half or two episodes in, but, but as a guy who, you know, it, it I appreciate what Netflix has done because they've really like taken, a generation of people back, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and fed them more information, like behind the scenes stuff about some of the, uh, the shows and things that we love grow, like, uh, the movies that made us or the toys that made us, you know, things like that. Uh, and American gladiators was, you know, I remember, I want to say it was 1992 and I was watching that at home. I was 10 years old, uh, or, or just about 10. My mom and dad had gone for the night to my dad's 20th, high school reunion and our babysitter is like, yeah, we can watch American gladiator. So I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, I can't remember if that's the night I got my nose almost broke or not, but, uh, okay. Uh, we'll talk about that off air. All right. Cause, all right. Cause that, 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 uh, 
includes people we mutually know. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I, it's kind of fun just, you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit. It's probably why, uh, for so many years I got really into like the, the wrestlers, like pro wrestlers, like quote unquote autobiographies or, or, you know, uh, from Chris Jericho and, and Mick Foley who wrote their own for sure to like yeah. Dave Batista or Mysterio who eh, maybe or maybe not have yeah, probably not, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, it's one of those things when you peel back the curtain, the magic really is gone. So, so. Uh, yes, but I mean, I, I, first of all, I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested in the muscles of mayhem, but just cause I know about American gladiators, mm-hmm. but and I also like, I like watching behind the scenes documentaries of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you say that, you know, the, the, the magic is gone with like knowing about mankind and stuff like that. But like, it's not like I was believing he was actually this person. I, I mean, you know, well, no, but you know, I think what it did for me is when I started reading more about the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. uh, and the people behind the characters. Uh, and then I, I think at the same time, and if Kevin Huntsberger were here, maybe he'd corroborate my my claim or not but i feel like at about the same time they really started getting away from characters and having guys with like you know this wouldn't be their name but like john smith you know and and and, uh you know rather than rather than like the over the top like i i always you know from undertaker sting uh you know like i always got into the characters and i you know the the action was it was it was fine well, okay, so there's there's for me there there like the 80s and the 90s was the the characters where it was like you're a truck driver or you're a milkman and they would have st- stupid stuff like that, you know. Yeah, you know, they they WWE the plumber, you know. And WWF like definitely did like the the uh, blue collar career. Yeah. <laughs> they they're had the, the garbage driver. man and yeah. And uh yeah, spark uh, sparky T plug. Yeah. But uh, um, Isaac Yankum, DDS dentist. I, I could talk more about wrestling, but uh, I think we should leave that to uh, Kevin Huntsberger from My One Two Three Cents. You know, we don't want to take his listeners. No, you know, no. we, we actually, you can listen to both if you want. To be honest with you, but listen to him for wrestling. Listen to us for talk about um, uh, nerdy stuff, such as did you know? Did you want to talk about the uh, the the tweet that you sent me? I do. Let's, okay. I'm curious what your take on it is. I have to find it. It was uh, Mark Miller, was it not? Yes, it oh. was. It, yep. I also watched The Green Knight this week. Oh yeah, and that I'm was not sure why, but you did. Well, I I've always been very curious about it, uh, and and really trying to figure out how best to like it looked very intriguing, and then I started watching it, and for a, a good chunk of time it was very intriguing and then the end it just like i don't know if you're familiar with the legend of uh sir uh, i'm probably not gonna get it right but sir gawain in the green knight i am not so the the story uh of the lore the mythology of it goes uh one night on christmas uh and it's, it's presumably king arthur's court uh a, a giant comes into the court and he's the green knight and he says uh i'll I'll challenge any your your bravest, most loyal knight here. One blow with my axe to uh, strike me down. If they can do it, nobody's ever been able to do it. Yada yada yada. The only trick, the only key or twist is that they must come to this like chapel in the woods or you know something like that. One year hence, 
and I, I get to return them the same blow. Okay. So interesting so far. Yeah. So, you know, Sir Gawain says, I'll, I'll do it and takes in the movie. He uses what we can assume is Excalibur. He takes the sword from the king. But again, in the, in the lore, it's the axe. And then he gets to hold the axe. But yeah, he slices off the Green Knight's head, you know, right there at the neck. And and uh, the Green Knight picks up his head and laughs and says, I'll see you in a year and rides out to the castle. OK. Uh, and then it's, you know, like he, he ideally he's preparing for this entire year to mm-hmm. um you know go and and face the night and leaves at the appropriate time and and all the challenges along the way uh there are some aside from like the the cleaving of of heads there are some other moments in this movie that are like oh i would have never expected to see that okay uh and i'll tell you that off air. I, don't, I don't really right. know exactly how to um describe it uh, but he goes to meet the green knight and Grenet says, Oh, you came. I'm, I'm very proud to see that you honored your word. And he, you know, the Sir Gawain has his bowed down, has his head down ready. And when the ax goes up, he like flinches and, and the green knight says, do I, did I flinch? And, and again, in, in the lore, um, I believe they, you know, it ends very differently, but in the movie, he like takes three chances. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do it. He runs out of this little chapel, jumps on his horse and goes back. Uh, home and then you find out like he had a kid with a whore i say a whore she was a prostitute um and then he's he ascends to the throne and basically uh when the baby is born they take the baby from her and and like to be raised in the castle he marries some you know dignitary from some foreign court something like that and then they go to war and it's 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 like a, a dallas moment he blinks and he's back in in this chapel waiting for his um like waiting for the the retribution from the green yeah. knight and the green knight's like huh you are an honorable man uh congratulations you you won the game or you passed the test and then the movie ends with like the green knight he's he, you get the sense that like okay he's gonna let him go and then he says now off with your head with a smile i'm like and then it goes the black and the crest i'm like what the hell <laughs> So and I told you uh, when you asked what I thought, I'm like, well, I liked it up until I didn't. Yeah, it was kind of like that last bit, right. you know. So last twenty minutes or whatever. But otherwise, you know, it was perfectly fine. So all right, yes, the the tweet that I sent to you um, a couple weeks back, I suppose, uh, and we talked about San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Was it last week? I, I think, think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how most of the major studios, Marvel, DC, Netflix, etc., are not going to be at San Diego Comic Con. And somebody put up a YouTube video says, uh, S- you know, San Diego Comic Con is probably in trouble. San Diego Comic Con is major studios not coming, which we covered. But Mark Miller uh, says, studios skipping Comic Con. This is a direct quote from his tweet. Studios skipping skipping comic-con is the best thing to happen to comics in 20 years our industry handed a massive booming event over to another industry like we were handing our lunch money over to jocks comic pros need to remember why hollywood wanted in on this beauty beautiful biz so badly and my initial thing was like yeah yeah they did they handed an entire fan base over to hollywood you know and and of course it started with like you know the the first x-men movie the first spider-man movie um, you know, and then we get into like Batman Begins and and uh, and the DC world, etc. But yeah, I mean, it, I'm not counting. No offense to like the Superman movies from 
you know, Christopher Reeve or, or 89 Batman or anything like that. But by the time the internet was really up and running and San Diego Comic-Con was the event, it became all about the, the movies and, 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 and the, 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 the production studios and not about the comic book content. And I said, you know, I, I think Mark Miller's right uh, in his statement in that um, there it, it maybe hits a reset or a refocus uh, to put the spotlight back on comics where it all started. I think it could be. I mean, I don't know how it would affect things here, like sales in Southern Illinois, but it, it could be a very good thing for the comic book industry overall to have the spotlight more on them than on the new trailer that's coming out. Why? Why do you think? comic-con is so popular now do you think it's popular because of comics or because of movies oh the movies it's movies for sure so the movies made comic-con though a destination spot for a lot more people um and, and no no offense to 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 mark miller i like pretty much everything i've, I've read from him um but you know, it's I don't Comic-Con wouldn't be as big as it is if it wasn't for the movies um, at all, you know, and it's it's not like, you know, even OK, so, you know, take the movies away. So it's just comic books and, and you know, other uh, art like that, you know, uh, it's going to be cheaper for people for sure, because they're not going to be able to charge, you know, hundreds of dollars because people aren't going to pay that, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. This gonna it's like it's, it's, it sounds really mean when when I when I'm gonna say this, but the average person has no idea who Mark Miller is. Comic book readers do, right? But if you go around anywhere except for maybe a comic book shop, but just you know, ask an average person have an average have a picture of Mark Miller and have a picture of Robert Downey Jr. and ask, hey, who do you know? Who 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 are you gonna go see? There. Most people aren't going to know about Mark Miller. And again, no offense. He, I, I think he is uh, an amazing uh, a writer. Um, but I, I don't get the idea of like, hey, if, if Hollywood wouldn't have came in here, then the the comic books would have, I don't know, where, are they trying to think that the comic book sales would have like just exponentially increased? I, I don't know. You, you know, and I, I tried to follow a few of those threads mm-hmm. that, that spawned out of that. Um I, but I do think it is not bad for a little bit of the focus to be back on, on the comic books. I don't think it, I, well, so, okay. Like I said, I think if they just do comics, you know, comics and, and, and when they started with other, you know, whatever anime or whatever kind of stuff, like say no, no movies or TV shows, I think it's going to get scaled down immensely. I think it might be, like I said, cheaper to go. That's, that's a good thing. I don't think it does really anything to comic book sales because, and I, and I say that as obviously a, a fan and, and I won't say weird to say lover, but a person who loves comic books because and the reason I say it, I don't think it's going to do anything for it because if the movies itself who are obviously way more popular and more, more you know, millions and millions of people are seeing these movies and they're making a lot of money if those haven't increased comic book sales, uh, a, a small con- well, I shouldn't say small, a, a large convention, I'll even say in in San Diego, isn't going to increase them. You know, 
I think I, I look if you want if you want to do like like I said a, a scaled down version of this convention, cool. You know, no problem for that. Let me ask you this: money's no object. Mm-hmm. Would you? Re- and I don't know the prices of like a, a weekend pass to right. Comic Con. Well, I've never, yeah. never been in my tax bracket to. Uh, Same. Same. But let's say a weekend pass is five hundred dollars. Okay. And that's the full what you're used to with uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston coming out, pretending to be right. Loki and, and yeah, claps yeah. of thunder, etc. cetera. Uh, and that, or you could get like a whole weekend pass for one fifty, and, and, you know, have time to walk the floor and, and visit creators and, and things like that. God, to be honest with you, I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously money wise, you would, you'd want to go with, with the one fifty. It's obviously a lot, lot less money's no issue. Yeah, but money's no money's no issue. If money's no issue, I'm going with the five hundred dollar one. And see, see, I think, I, and and I when when plant not can plant come uh what Wizarding World or mm-hmm. not Wizarding World Wizard World yeah yeah <laughs> used to come through St Louis like they had um, Nathan Fillion coming through on so like right oh man I want to. I get a picture with that guy. Do a meet and greet, things like that. Wanted to slide in my Nerd United business card. Be like, we need to get on uh, the horn sometime <laughs> together. And it was like three hundred and fifty dollars just to meet him. Oh, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really yeah. expensive. So and, and, and even with so with stuff like that, like that stuff like that, I don't like either because it's also like you would think, oh, I'm meeting Nathan. It's like, no, no. You walk up, he you know puts his arm around your picture, and and then you move on, and yeah. you and you get your picture. That's it. You know. Yeah. Um, honestly, so it's for, like if it was like I said, just just comic books. You had to be in if it was, you know you to walk the floor. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. Obviously, yeah, at that point in time, you're going to walk the floor, and it's going to be a lot less crowded. But also, I feel like I unless there's like specific people that I would be able to talk to for a while, it's not really worth it. Like I get more, I'm more interested in going to Twilight Comics, looking around, or going to Heroic Adventures and talking to the people there and talking about. Um, hey, what's you know? Give me a recommendation for for a comic book, or hey, mm-hmm. you know what's this? I, that, that's 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 I, I that's better for for comics for me personally than walking around and somebody's trying to sell their stuff, and you know that's all it is, you know. So right. yeah, I was, I was yeah, I was I was curious of what what your your thoughts on it were, and and again, I I support comic books, obviously. I just I don't I I I think. The, the way I read it was he was trying to imply that the the, the Comic-Con would be as big if it, even if if Hollywood hit and come around. And I, that's just not true at all. Okay. I I think it, I wish I knew like the secret sauce, mm-hmm. right? To get to get a fraction of the people who flood into movie theaters. Yeah, to to watch me to get into the local comic shop and be mm-hmm. like, you know, I, maybe not the best example right now, but like, hey, wh- what do you have on the Flash, or yeah, you know, yeah. what do you have on on Spider Man? You mm-hmm. know, uh, tell me more about this Miles Morales character. What, when did he debut? What, what's that look like? You know, uh, I I, w- I wish I knew too. You know. Because uh, I and, and and it doesn't really affect me financially at all, but I would love to, there for to for there to be more comic book shops that I could go to. You know, yeah. 
Agreed. I, I apologize. I, I zoned up because I heard a sound that I was like, it almost sounded like a Zoom call that was dialing in. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm now we're not on Zoom, but I'm like, I'm using the computer. And I, it was the Roku from the other room. It was like resetting. So it was doing a doo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, okay. We don't turn off TVs in this house. Yeah, no need. All right. So I have more uh, topics, Mike. Okay. You are a big fan of the Netflix Daredevil series. I am. Love it. And you watch She-Hulk. I did. And you saw that one sequence with uh, Daredevil and She-Hulk. Yes. What did you think of that sequence with Daredevil and She-Hulk? I thought it was fine. Well, I'll tell you somebody who's not happy. With the, the stunt guys? Daredevil stuntman Chris Brewster. Well, I don't know if he was Daredevil's stuntman, but he was a stuntman on Netflix's Daredevil uh, and other uh, Marvel projects did not mince words when it came to Matt Murdock's MCU debut. He says, and this is from uh, uh, Ikuzo Unscripted. I think that now that the MCU has taken over the character, I think they're really, really hurting it. If you watch She-Hulk, they turned Daredevil into a cartoon. It's all animated and it looks bad. Um, now he go, does go on to say that, uh, you know, I love CG to enhance a real movement, but if you don't have any real movement, it just becomes a cartoon. It's just CG, and there's no weight to it. Uh, and what always made the action on Daredevil so good is it was visceral. You felt when Charlie, you felt what Charlie was feeling between his performance and being in there in the action. Um, so, he's, I don't. He's right that it was definitely more visceral on the, the Netflix show. Um, they could they could do that. It's uh, different ratings, um, but I I'm I'm uh, horrible at watching uh special effects stuff meaning like i don't care and like i i just get into it i'm like and then and then there's other people that are watching like oh it's obviously very animated and it's, it's cg oh, it's all cgi and i'm like i, I don't know i just enjoyed it you yeah know? and and i you know on on some movies or shows i'll try to like especially if i've watched it before mm-hmm. i'll try to rewind and try to find where they do that blending oh you yeah, know yeah. when when the 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 um, real person or the uh, what's the word they uh, called like the, the actual building. Yeah. 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 And, and try to like find where they blend that into the, the CGI stuff. And when I can't do that, I jump on uh IMDB app and try to find out more <laughs> nice, about, nice. about things that way. So, all right. Well, I, uh, that topic didn't take nearly as long as I thought. Let's move on. All right. I mean, by the way, uh, we're already at almost 50 minutes, so we yeah. definitely passed our 40, 45 I'm so minutes. Sorry. I don't care. Did you watch the, speaking of documentaries, we talked mm-hmm. about Muscles and Mayhem earlier. Did you watch the Disney Plus uh, documentary on Stan Lee? No, uh-uh. I think it's just called Stan Lee. Okay. Uh, according to CBR.com, which is comicbookreview.com, uh, the documentary edited out an aspect of Lee's life. Which aspect? Well, I'm glad you asked. It was uh, his wife. What? Really? No, it was his smoking. Oh, oh, oh his smoking. Oh, no. I, th- I thought it'd be even worse than that. I because w- okay, did they uh, add in the whole possible like uh, abuse kind of thing that he had taken? Not him abusing somebody. It's like the- being bullied or. 
Well, the the I don't again. I don't know what's what's true or what's not, but there was there's um, I don't know exactly what happened, but people were, it was like elder abuse of oh. like people in his family. I think like forcing him to continue working again. I could be way off on that, so somebody look it up yourself. Get in that uh, Marvel movie, that Captain Marvel movie. We need a check. It was kind of, or continuing to to write or continue um, to do something. So I haven't seen the documentary. Okay, okay. Um, this is, but I want to. So several years ago, uh, in in gosh, twenty two years ago, back in oh one, uh, Marvel instituted a smoking ban in his comic books, as explained by then editor in chief Joe Casada, who says again twenty two years ago. Villains can still smoke, but that's okay because villains are stupid. Uh, Casada told the Post, elaborating that the decision was instituted because it was the responsible thing to do. Casada went on to say that the main culprit was Wolverine, a cigar-chomping star of the company's best-selling X-Men titles, which were turned into a hit movie last year, of course, mm-hmm. 2000. Wolverine is a role model for some kids, and he shouldn't be smoking, Casada said. Besides, the healing factor would keep him from getting addicted to nicotine anyway, so it doesn't even make sense for him to smoke. That's an end quote. That is a direct quote from Joe Casada. Now, uh, I have smoked cigars in the past. Right, because you're badass. Well, you know. <laughs> Just kidding, kids. And and I, I stopped because my wife's like, I'm not going to kiss you if you smell like so. Right. So that's how badass I am. I'm like, you are right, honey. Come here and bring those lips over and Anyway, um, the the whole idea, like the reason I wanted to bring this up is, first of all, like Stan was just a, a social smoker. Like he, mm-hmm. he smoked because he thought he needed to to fit in. OK. Um, and that goes on to say that in the article. And I think he's quoted at some point in his life of, of saying in, in an interview. But to say that, like, well, you know, uh, Wolverine can't get a- addicted because of his healing factor. I'm like, you don't have to have a healing factor to not get addicted to smoking cigars. Well, uh, okay. Like I was never addicted to smoking cigars. You know, I'd have like at most it was like one a week. Okay. Like, then, I was never like, I need, I need a stogie. Right. But people can get, you know, people can get addicted to smoking cigars, right? Cause it but, has, but you, but, know, you know, it has nicotine in it, right? Right, 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 right. But I, I'm, I'm saying here that like, his healing factor was not necessarily the cause for him being unable to get addicted because I don't have a healing factor that's evidenced by my foot, knees, back, <laughs> etc. And I, I was think, never. I, I ad- think for you, it was more of just not, you didn't do it that often. Well, that's because I wasn't addicted much. So. All right. Are you saying that I don't really have much of a leg to stand on on this one? I mean, I don't know. I, it just, it sounds weird. It sounds like you're saying like. Cigars some, don't make you addicted to nicotine. Some people just don't get addicted. And, <coughs> oh, excuse me. That, that was weird. Just start coughing when we were talking about cigars there. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I, I guess it looks some, sometimes it does depend on the, the person. I, I know some people, they can uh, have a, you know, they'll have a cigarette every once in a while. Or and then I know somebody that if if not somebody I know several people obviously that they would have to, have to smoke a lot. So I guess you know it depends on the person and everything that's going around them. I think it is kind of uh, of cool, funny, or whatever that they have that idea that like oh yeah that's the, you know he wouldn't get addicted because of his healing power. I, you know that's 
it's it's a it's a good like uh you know oh i never would have thought about that sure you know and he never have lung cancer yeah, yeah exactly but he would have the um Maybe he should have kept smoking so he could get lung cancer, so he could beat lung cancer, so they could, you know, u- utilize his uh, blood and tissue samples and create a cure for lung cancer. That, well, there you go. Just like they did in the the uh, episodes of the show, the cartoon back in the day, when it was like the the plague, the mutant plague from the future. Oh, okay. I was, like, I was like, they did a lung cancer episode? <laughs> no, no, it was the plague. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure he did smoke in that, didn't, didn't he, in the cartoon? Probably it was the what it was, was the eighties nineties yeah nineties is a free for all in the nineties. Yeah. I think they could have been doing cocaine in that show. Who knows? Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about cocaine this week on the show. <laughs> this week's been a very uh, interesting week for cocaine in the headlines. So really? okay, I, I don't know what headlines you're reading, but all right. I'll it off air. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have another half hour conversation just of all yeah. the things we couldn't talk about on the show. Uh, all right, I think lastly, and I know this disappoints you because uh, we we kicked around the idea of of a, a bigger topic, and I think we're gonna table that till next week. Yep. Um, but lastly, there is a rumor floating about a possibility of a report of an offer made to a particular actress for a particular role in the MCU. Oh, the Sue Storm thing, did, right? Did I sidestep that enough to try to be, you know, because because even the uh, even the, even the articles are like uh, rumored. We heard a report, yeah, of a rumor. Uh, yes. So the new newest report. Uh, well, I should say briefly before this report was that Adam Driver and Margot Robbie were no longer uh, in the running for. Uh, Reed and Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Good. Um, so the the name that's been uh, tossed around now, the actress is Vanessa Kirby. Probably no relation to King Jack Kirby, although that'd be kind of fun if it was. Uh, for all he did with the Fantastic Four. Um, true. True. And she, I still don't. I oh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I had a, again mental break here. Um, it still says that the the rumor for the front runner for Ben Grimm is still David Diggs. Now, do you know who that is? Uh, I've seen him. I I forget what because I, I remember I remember that name because he's been the runner front runner for a while now. He is. Oh yeah, I he he, he was in Hamilton mm-hmm. and other things, but it's like I you know I I don't know his ancestry but i know the ben grimm is famously jewish he could and, be jewish i mean he could be i don't know yeah no i'm saying like he looks he, no that's gonna sound bad he looks jewish but yeah i don't know that sounds bad sorry but he he does he obviously does he have any uh jewish ancestry oh here we go here we go uh, according to his wikipedia when i was young i identified with being jewish but i embraced my dad's side too okay um uh, now that's all it, it here's, is. Here's the thing about the, the here's here's the thing about the thing character. Uh, it doesn't really matter what the person looks like because it's going to be motion capture or CGI. I don't know. He's not going to put him in, in, in a, in a or, big rubber suit like they did Michael Chiklis. Even better. I, in fact, that's what I want. I want a big rubber suit, and but the face is is the holes cut out for the face, so you obviously just you see the actor's face like peeking through, <laughs> you know. And that's what it's going to be. Oh, it's like, like Gumby. That's what I want. You know? So, 
<laughs> I would not be able to breathe <laughs> in a minute. Oh, that's good. Um, all right. Well, I learned something. Uh, so, so, uh, yes, I'm sorry. Vanessa Kirby. Yes. Has been in other stuff. Um, she's been uh, in pieces of a woman fast and furious. Apparently mission impossible. The sun, all those, by the way, she is gorgeous. I mean, I don't, I didn't really, I, I'm only looking at the image that I have here on, on on the article, I didn't go Google imagey searching her, so that would oh, be inappropriate should. and weird. Oh, fine, you okay. Twist my arm. Let me do it right now. Uh, no, because that's not going to make for good content. Uh, well, all right, you you win. Yeah. Well, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. She was in Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know if you uh said that one. I'm I'm asking you questions and now you're just ignoring me. Well, no, I shook my head. Well, I was seeing that I was still on the other tab. Okay. Well, this has been a fun show, Mike. Agreed. And, and I'm glad gonna, that we're going we're gonna to end it, and then because I you got to tell your broken nose story, <laughs> which I think I've told you before, but that's okay. You might have. I just wanted to know who's involved. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, glad you're back safe. Mm-hmm. And we're recording this on uh, on a Friday night next week for sure. We'll record on a Saturday cool. uh, because I won't get back until like home until this time friday night for my trip to dallas so uh thank you mike for all that you do your flexibility is is uh unlike any other i try you're the man i try, I try to be flexible man the myth the, the legend and the most importantly the co-host of the year mike luther i'm greg mahachko this is nerds united a jittery monkey podcast available at jitterymonkey.com we remind you each and every week here at nerds united to be kind and rewind This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.